Next on BYU Sports Nation, potatoes for everyone. BYU football going bowling in Idaho, reunited with Spuddy Buddy, Ugh. and BYU has a chance to beat some Broncos on Boise Blue. Yay! We have full coverage with ESPN's Trevor Maddich and the famous Idaho Potatoes Bowl director Kevin McDonald. What are the pros and cons of the game? Plus, is now the time to panic for BYU basketball and another sweet celebration for BYU women's volleyball? Let's go! This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. BYU Sports Nation is live on a Monday. Your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Hope you're enjoying your December 3rd thus far, wherever and however you're connected. Great to have you with us. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up with potato gun collector Jerem Jordan. Potatoes. I was born outside Boise, and then I moved when I was two. So I have a connection to Boise. But like you said, BYU is going for the uh, win against the Broncos on the blue for the first time. We're going back to the land where Jerem Jordan was born. Back to your roots, man. Yeah, Mountain Home Air Force Base. Basically, you pass it on (laughs) I-80. That that connection runs deep, doesn't it? So deep. (laughs) I was too. I just always feel this connection. Uh, Spuddy Buddy returns as well. Yeah, I thought I ate him, uh, but he's here. So front and center in a bowl of potatoes, in a bowl of potatoes. Love it. Are we keeping that up? Like until the bowl game? Absolutely. We are. Plan? We should. If some, if some student gets hungry though, they're going to come in here and take one of them and eat it. What says Christmas more than Spuddy Buddy in a bowl of potatoes wearing a beanie, which is actually a club head cover for a golf club made by, uh, one of the former women's yeah. golfers here. Yeah. Merry Christmas to all. <laughs> And to all, good night. Good night, everybody. <laughs> what a Monday show lineup. What does ESPN's Trevor Maddich think of BYU bowling in Boise and the college football playoff selection? Did they get it right this time? We'll ask him in 15 minutes. Plus, famous Idaho Potato Bowl executive director Kevin McDonald will join us. Why does he like BYU as the perfect fit in Boise? And with those questions in mind, here are today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. BYU football officially accepting an invitation to play Western Michigan in the famous Idaho Potato Bowl. Game set for Friday, December 21st at Albertson Stadium in Boise. The game will kick at 4 Eastern, 2 Mountain, with countdown to kickoff setting the stage at 3 Eastern live on BYU TV. BYU men's hoops loses 113-103 at Weber State Saturday. Dave Rose's first loss to Weber State in 14 years. Yoli Child scored 31 points. Joshir Hardnett added a career-high 24. Cougars and Nick Emery host Utah State Wednesday, 9 Eastern, a big game because Utah State's improved and the Cougars need to get back on track. Three-game losing streak. Is it time to panic? How about the weekend for BYU women's volleyball? The senior Lindy Epic to serve. Choi to yet blocked lucky seven straight sweet 16s yeah the ladies sweep rival utah in the second round of the ncaa tournament to advance to a seventh consecutive sweet 16 wcc player of the year ronnie jones perry had 20 kills hitting 471 conference freshman of the year heather knighting had 12 kills hitting 688 byu will host a regional for the first time since 1986 and first time ever in the expanded tournament the cougars host florida this friday 
at 6.30 p.m. Eastern, live on ESPN3. And Jamal Williams had 13 yards on seven carries, 14 yards on four catches, and 72 yards on three kickoff returns. In a 2017 loss to the Cardinals, Mike McCarthy fired immediately following the game. Daniel Sorensen had two tackles for the Chiefs in a 40-33 win over Ben Bagley's Raiders. All rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's what's trending on BYU Sports Nation. Potato, potato. BYU football now has a second. potato. BYU football now has a second opportunity to beat a band of Broncos on the Boise Blue in the 2018 season. The Cougars in Western Michigan will line it up in the famous Idaho Potato Bowl. Jerem, what are the pros and cons of BYU playing in Boise in said famous Idaho Potato Bowl? Pros, BYU made a bowl game. That was the goal before the season. So, uh, yeah, good job. Uh, Winnable game. BYU opens as a 14-point favorite, okay? Uh, One common opponent, by the way, Northern Illinois, between BYU and Western Michigan. And guess what? The Broncos of Western Michigan beat Northern Illinois. BYU did not. Uh, BYU can finish with a winning record. That's important. Kalani Stake can get above 500 after three seasons. BYU can win a game on the blue turf, and they can beat the Broncos on the blue turf. We've said it three times already. Those are the pros to me. The cons. Uh, not a compelling bowl per se, but beggars are choosers when you're 6-6, six and six, so I'm happy. BYU's in a bowl game. Uh, playing a MAC team isn't sexy, you know, nationally, but it's a game, like we talked about, more important for BYU to win the game than to play a Power 5 opponent, okay? BYU's already played in Boise. That's a con. You know, it's like, hey, we've been there, done that. Um, and it'll be called maybe snowy. If you watch the Fresno State-Boise State game, you could barely see the field at times. It was really hard. So hopefully, uh, it's not going to be warm, but hopefully it's not snowing. But if it is, whatever, you know, you make the best of it. You do that. Uh, this is BYU's first time in this bowl game. Go take care of business. Copy 2010. Put up a bunch of points. Get a big win. Feel the mojo with the freshman quarterback. Get those practices in that apparently are, like, the key to success the next season. And then you move on, and you're a better team. You have a winning record. You're improved. You have some mojo. And you say, okay, Zach Wilson, Jeff Grimes, and the homies, let's go next year. Short, easy trip for BYU and the fan base and the already built-in fan base in southern Idaho. Relatively inexpensive for BYU from uh, a traveling standpoint as far as the football team goes. So just maybe, maybe they keep a portion of the bowl payout because it is so close and an easy trip. Who knows? That is not typically the case. Also, BYU will have a home crowd. I like the date and start time four days before Christmas, so it's not the day after Christmas. And as you said, Jerem, it is a winnable game. Western Michigan can do some things offensively. They give up a lot of points. This could be a shootout, could be a fun, high-scoring game in Boise. Cons, it's cold for sure. And it's not the name opponent that some people wanted with Power 5 designation. So, Yeah, it won't draw a ton of national attention, but still, BYU's back in a bowl game at 6-6. and They got probably what they deserved, playing in the famous Idaho Potato Bowl. BYU's 6-6. Why should they be in a good bowl game? Now, an interesting side note is Fresno State winning at Boise State on Saturday night in the Mountain West Conference Championship seemingly shifted all of the dominoes in this bowl game scenario because Boise State was projected to win that game and play in Las Vegas, which means Fresno could have played in the famous Idaho Potato Bowl, short travel and a short trip for their fan base to come over, which would have pushed BYU probably to the first responder bowl where Fresno State, excuse me, where Boise State is now playing Boston College. So 
it came down to the wire to overtime in the snow. In all this, and, and did BYU replace a Mountain West team? Then, like, did did the did the bowl game choose not to invite Wyoming in in lieu of BYU? I want to ask Kevin McDonald when uh, he comes on. They had the opportunity. I mean, the Mountain West Conference has the tie-in, but they go with BYU, and now the Cougars are back in Idaho. I, I for for the most part, I think it's a good fit. I like the game. Let's go. BYU needs to finish with a winning record. Saturday night, BYU men's hoops did something it had never done under Dave Rose, and that is lose to Weber State. Uh, and not just that, gave up 113 points. The Cougars are now 5-4, and four, which ties the worst start through nine games the last 14 seasons for BYU. Spencer, is it time to hit the panic button for BYU hoops? Uh, after something that hasn't happened in more than a decade, yes, which brings us to our stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. BYU lost to Weber State for the first time in the last 15 tries on Saturday night. Dave Rose has never, as you mentioned, Jerem, lost to Weber State. Now that has happened. This feels an awful lot like the Utah Valley loss a few seasons ago. BYU gave up over 100. BYU gave up over 100 to Utah Valley and lost at home, which almost makes it worse. BYU gave up over 100 to Weber State, 113, and lost scoring 103. Three straight losses for BYU. Yes, it is time to hit the panic button, especially with the comments of Dave Rose after the game when he admittedly said there are some real issues with this team right now. If the head ball coach is saying that, then yes, it is time to be concerned and hit the panic button. Let's read, oh, that. No! Let's read that quote. This was not an offensive issue. Defensively, we were really exposed and we are really concerned. We gave our guys a lot of confidence coming in here and believed we could do things to expose them, and we did. We shot as well as we've shot, and we put the ball in a great place to score. Defensively, we just could not get them stopped. BYU hosts a much-improved Utah State team on Wednesday, and then the rivalry showdown with Utah at Vivint Smart Home Arena on Saturday in Salt Lake City. Utah's not great, but... I mean, given what BYU has done lately, that game is a toss-up as well. So, yes, at 5-4, and four, I am officially concerned. And I know that there are different levels of panic, but I am hitting a panic button. Yes, yes. Uh, BYU's lost three in a row. That's happened, what, twice in the Dave Rose era? Yes. Are you, okay, that's crazy. Uh, losing out Illinois State and Weber State, you go 5-4 and four through 9, puts BYU in a position not only to miss the NCAA tournament as an at-large, that's not really in the conversation right now, potentially the NIT. I'm not saying is going to miss it, but I'm saying they're pacing for a team that would be on the bubble of the NIT. San Diego, LMU, San Francisco all improved this season. Being a lock in the top three in the WCC is it's always was a lock. It's not a lock this year. Uh, BYU's got some issues defensively and shooting the three. Nick Emery will make a difference, but he's not the end-all answer, okay? And and zooming out even more, this was supposed to be the, the most special year in BYU basketball, perhaps. This was the year. Eric Mika, Elijah Bryant, and these guys, that would have been the team. Instead, BYU's, the dust is settled with two guys, two years in a, or a guy two years in a row, leaving to play pro, not in the NBA, but overseas, and it just stinks. And now BYU's reeling a little bit. Hopefully the Cougars get back on track Wednesday night against Utah State. If BYU, and sometimes desperation and panic yields positive results because it is a reality check. It brings out the, the hopefully the best in you because you're in a position where you have to be your best self. So 
when you ask. If it doesn't, it's a sign that you're you're not good enough. Yeah, is it time to hit the panic button? I think that this can actually be a good thing, a call to arms, if you will, for BYU basketball. Okay? You've, you've got to do something special this week. You've got to beat a really good Utah State team, and then you've got to go beat your arch nemesis Utah on a neutral site in Salt Lake City. If BYU can do that, 7-4, and four, then maybe things start to turn around. Yeah, sure. This is yeah. a turning point week for BYU basketball. Huge. 100%. I don't expect Nick Emery, by the way, to just like blow up and with 30 he, points he, a game. Exactly. Like, whoa. By like, the way. Two days. Two days to the return of Nick Emery. Yeah, he's in the next game. Wednesday is the return of Nick Emery. How much difference will he make for this BYU basketball team? Perhaps he is the spark of energy that helps BYU. They need more than a spark. They need a bonfire. Go next level and make a few three-pointers for crying out loud. I I don't know. (laughs) Yes, I am hitting a panic button. It's not DEFCON 1 right now, but... (laughs) BYU approaches that a quarter of the way into the season at 5-4. and four. Okay, now to a team that has consistently performed at a high level, that has lived up to the hype, and is once again back in the Sweet 16 for a seventh straight year. BYU women's volleyball will host a regional for the first time ever in the expanded tournament. The ladies are balling. Jerem, is BYU women's volleyball the best program on campus right now? Yes. Rugby and men's volleyball have competed at a high level for the last several years as well. But the amount of teams that compete for those national championships is significantly less than women's volleyball. Going to seven straight Sweet 16s is incredible, including the national championship uh, game run in 2014. This is unprecedented, and it is awesome. Best team on campus. Yes, BYU going to another Sweet 16. And this, this isn't the pinnacle, right? I mean, they're in a position to host all the way to a position in the Final Four. They take on a really good Florida team that lost one of their best players about 10 matches ago. Now that player is back for the NCAA tournament. So this Florida team is better than the unseated designation that they have. Real tests await. And then the winner of Michigan and Texas, if BYU can get through to the Elite Eight. Texas this- is essentially the two seed in the region. Yes, Texas was super bothered that BYU got the home court advantage. But guess what? It is what it is. Now you got to play. Is hopefully, the big, Is the Big 12 going to find me if I do this? Hopefully, Texas has to experience <laughs> the Smith Fieldhouse in an Elite Eight format. I want it so badly. Selfishly, I want a new record crowd in the Elite Eight. It's never happened before. BYU has never hosted an Elite Eight match in the expanded format. And I want that. Well, the that. Cougars will host it. It's just whether they're in it. That's true. Yeah, they will it'll be in Provo. I want BYU to be playing. I would like that. BYU as well. Yeah, this is big time. This is big time for BYU. And the way they played, they deserve everything. They've earned everything, right? And, and now without McKenna Miller, this team is back in the Sweet 16. Awesome story. But if BYU bows out in the Sweet 16, I would, to some degree, to some degree, call it a disappointment. The way that BYU's played, they are really, really good. I think BYU needs to win that game. And then you're a game away from the Final Four. Awesome. The ladies are starting to figure things out without McKenna Miller. And wouldn't you know it, Jerem, against Utah, Lacey Haddock, who has played limited sets, played an outstanding match, awarded with the BYU Sports Nation karma. Well, well, well. There you go. The latest (laughs) manifestation comes true once again. Congratulations to BYU Women's Volleyball. We're super amped about what awaits against Florida in this Sweet 16. Now to our question of the day. What are the pros and cons of BYU football facing Western Michigan, the Broncos, in the famous Idaho Potato Bowl? Let's go to the voice of the nation. 
This is the voice of the nation on BYU Sports Nation. One of our favorite handles, at Dan underscore Smith for BYU. Pro. BYU got in a bowl game over Wyoming. <laughs> Yay. Con, it's in Boise. <laughs> <laughs> Like BYU six and six, so I'm not I'm not going to be overly picky about the whole situation, right? Would you rather like, BYU go to Albuquerque and play in the New Mexico Bowl, or play the day after Christmas somewhere far away? Like this is an opportunity yeah. for BYU to have a de facto home game, right? And, and, yeah, if you picked, I'd be like, okay, Arizona, or I just choose the West, right? For the fan base, it's nice to get exotic and go east, but. This is this is nice. We we've been east for some bowl games, and there were some BYU fans there, but it's not like a huge crowd, right? So this is this is good. It's this the good. Friday. The fans in Boise can go and cheer on BYU. Yes, it's yeah. the Friday before Christmas on and December twenty first. Yeah, Take great. a road trip. Great. If you're in Utah or Idaho or Washington State or even California, I would love to see ten thousand plus BYU fans. Just making that a de facto home game for the Cougars in Boise. That'd be awesome, I would man. love that. Brian Logan weighing in, by the way, he texted me and said, What about the Cougarettes? They're like in a league of their own. Like oh, yeah. they're here yeah, and then yeah, everyone else yeah. is like in this group. Yeah. Goes without saying, man. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Of Goes course, without Bri- saying. Of course, Brian would text me about the Cougarettes. Hashtag BYUSN Twitter, Facebook, <laughs> and Instagram. Coming up, our N1 picks from the men's basketball game. It didn't go well. Great, great, great. And next, is the famous Idaho Potato Bowl the perfect fit for BYU? Trevor Maddich weighs in. And did the playoff committee get it right this time, putting the final four teams in the college football playoff? Yes. This is BYU Sports Nation. Oklahoma. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. The season debut of BYU Basketball, Dave Rose, is on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Tomorrow night, 8 Eastern, as Coach Rose, Yoli Childs, and TJ Haas discuss Cougar Hoops with host Greg Rubel. That's tomorrow night. 8 Eastern on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Live from Studio B, happy Monday. This is your day-to-day BYU Sports play-by-play. I am Spencer Linton alongside Jerem Jordan. It's buddy, buddy. We are all caffeinated. Listen to BYUSN On Demand by downloading the BYU Sports Nation podcast. Watch the show by going to BYUSN.com whenever, wherever, and however you want. Our question of the day. What are the pros and cons of BYU facing Western Michigan in the famous Idaho Potato Bowl? At Old Max Hall in on Twitter. Pro, BYU has improved from last year and managed to get to a bowl game. Cons, it's against Western Michigan in cold conditions, and it's on the ugly smurf turf. Well, to each his own. I don't think it's that ugly. I think it's unique. But, yeah, I I don't think it's hard to make a bowl game. Like, 82 teams did it. It's not hard. Or 78. 82 teams were bowl eligible. Oh, right, It's not hard to be eligible. Come on. Hashtag BYUSN on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Joining us now on the Deseret First Credit Union hotline is a man, the lone man, I believe, who projected Notre Dame to be in the college football playoff all the way back in the summer. His name is Trevor Maddich. He is a friend of the program, college football national champion, and ESPN college football insider. Trevor, welcome back. Congratulations on calling what you saw with the Fighting Irish. I appreciate that. Yeah, it's Every year, every summer, uh, really every off season, depending on what time of year, I'll drive around the country in my own car, my own expense, put in 12,000, 14,000 miles uh, to visit college football programs. And as I drove away from my stop at Notre Dame, I had great confidence that they'd have an elite team this year. And so there were there was an internal poll at ESPN. 42 people were asked to project who they think would make the playoff. 
and I was the only one to pick Notre Dame, and and that's why because you know I burned the gas to get up there and uh, and talk to him. Okay, let's let's not bury the lead here. Um, how do you prefer your potatoes? Uh, baked, mashed? What do you like on it? Sour cream, cheese, fried? Butter? This is all appropriate with the famous Idaho potato bowl. You know, I don't eat a ton of potatoes now, but I will tell you this: that when I do, there's two choices. If someone can make garlic mashed potatoes right, mm. there's nothing like it. Okay. Second to that, but a close second is tots. Give me some of your tots. Yeah. <laughs> oh, tots rock. Trevor, what was your initial reaction to BYU and Western Michigan when it was announced that the two teams would play in the famous Idaho Potatoes Bowl version 2018? Absolutely loved it. Absolutely loved it. It's a, it's a great sign of progress for the BYU program after what happened last year to make the bowl. Western Michigan is a, is a fair fight. I mean, that'll be, that'll be a good game. They get that extra two weeks of practice. This all is a tangible recognition that BYU is moving in the right direction, and I was really happy to see this come through. Okay, is this an ideal situation for BYU? Because we were discussing these two trains of thought, Trevor. Would it be better for a compelling matchup, like a really good bowl with a Power 5 team or something, or a, a game like this where, okay, let's, let's hope BYU gets a win, finishes with a, a winning record, and, and moves on. Is this a more ideal situation for BYU than, say, a Power 5 opponent? Yes. <laughs> yes. You always want to play the toughest opponent you can play. And, by the way, Western Michigan has is, is, is got reasons that they're a little bit dangerous for BYU. But you'd love to play another Wisconsin, somebody like that, maybe knock them off. At the same time, what BYU needs is continued traction. I mean, they, they, they were in neutral last year. They, they didn't even have the transmission engaged, and a lot of that was a new system. A lot of that was injuries. Just, they just didn't get out into first gear, much less out of first gear. So this year they got into first gear, into second gear. You know, they want to get it up into third gear now and, and continue their progress. And to do that, I think if they are able to win their bowl game, go into the offseason with a positive feeling, be able to tell recruits that they're a bowl champion and they're on the rise, then that's a whole lot better than getting slapped down by a team that has more talent than you do. Right now, BYU does have a lot of talent. They also have a lot of injuries in places that they can't afford to lose people. And so I think Western Michigan is a really good uh, opponent for BYU. It's a fair fight. They have a good offense. There are things that they do well. And if BYU is able to pull off the victory, I think they can be very proud of it. Lest we forget, the two teams have a common opponent, and Western Michigan beat Northern Illinois 28-21, a team that BYU lost to in Provo 7-6. So to your point, Trevor, Western Michigan, they have some scenarios where they can ball out for sure. Now, BYU does open as a 14-point favorite. What do you think of the line and the experts in the desert putting BYU as uh, more than two-touchdown favorite there? I, I think that's a lot. Uh, it depends on which Western Michigan team shows up. I mean, they opened up the season with Syracuse and Michigan, lost both of those, and they ripped off six straight wins. Then they lost three straight games before they beat Northern Illinois. And, but that Northern Illinois win, I mean, Northern Illinois was kind of getting ready for the, for the MAC championship and, and their run into their postseason, not to take anything away from Western Michigan, but I wouldn't compare that apples to apples. The thing about Western Michigan is that their offense is balanced. I mean, they, they throw and run well. They've got a two-headed monster at running back that will just grind you, uh, and BYU's defensive front is in for a long day. But on the other side of the ball, Western Michigan's offense, or excuse me, defense, has really struggled. 
and I expect this to be a, a, a big game for Zach Wilson and a big game for the BYU offensive line. Not that they're not not good, but they're not great over on the other side of that ball. And so I think BYU's offense will have a chance to really ha- go into the offseason with a positive note. Now, if they get stopped by Western Michigan, here's your risk. Then it goes into the offseason with a negative note because BYU's offense should score at least four or five touchdowns against these guys. Yeah, I think it's important for BYU to win this game for the reasons you outlined. You don't want to have a losing record again. You don't want Kalani Sataki, who has a 500 record currently, to dip below 500 after three years. So here we go. Um, let's hope it's not the weather that Fresno State and Boise State had, Trevor, because that was uh, a crazy Mountain West Conference championship game on that blue turf. Let's hope for cold but not wet weather, right? Well, whatever it's going to be, both of these teams are used to it. I mean, if it's a blizzard, if it's sleet and ice, BYU coming out of, of Provo and Western Michigan, uh, they, they both are used to it. So it'll be an issue for the fans, but I think the teams are ready for anything. ESPN's Trevor Maddich with us on BYU Sports Nation. Now let's take this discussion national and talk about the college football playoff. Alabama, Clemson, Notre Dame, and Oklahoma. Did the college football playoff committee get it right, Trevor? They got it absolutely right. And as a matter of fact, for the first time since they started this, I'm really happy with what the committee's done. Uh, I've got great respect for the committee as a body and as individuals, and it it changes, it rotates. This year, there were six new faces on a 13-member committee. And according to the committee spokesperson, uh, there were times when there were actual contention in the room as they were debating which team to put at number four. Uh, Some thought it should be Georgia. Some thought it should be Oklahoma. There were even some uh, people agitating for Ohio State, but I've never heard them use the word contention before. And I think that's really good because this committee seemed to focus more on what they saw on tape, what they actually saw happening on the field than past committees. They always watch the games. But in the past, you'd hear the committee spokesperson talk about differentiating teams by the strength of schedule, strength of record, all the various metrics that they would use, and they wouldn't really get around to saying, and here's what we saw on tape, right? This committee spokesperson has been talking about that all year long, and really when it came down to putting in Oklahoma, uh, they said that the, the metrics didn't de- differentiate 4, 5, and 6, Oklahoma, Georgia, and Ohio State enough to say that one was unequivocally more deserving of that four spot. So they went back to the tape, and they fought it out. And they decided that, that Oklahoma was the most deserving team and the best team to put there. And the fact that so much emphasis was put on what they saw rather than what they read in the numbers really gives me a lot of hope. I agree. I think Rob Mullins and that uh, committee got it right. Let's talk about this. So UCF, the curious case of UCF, right? I don't think that they deserve to be in the playoff, but do you see at any point a team uh, outside the Power Five, not Notre Dame, um, obviously they're in, but a group of five team uh, getting into the college football playoff uh, at any point in the future? I don't. I, I don't. And the reason is that what they need, they can't get. Look at UCF right now. They haven't lost a game in two years. They're on a, they're on a two-game, a two-year winning streak and counting. The problem is that they need to schedule top-quality Power 5 opponents in non-conference in order to have a chance to get in. In other words, all four teams that are in the playoff now, Alabama, Clemson, Notre Dame, Oklahoma, have at least 10 wins over Power 5 teams. 
UCF only played one Power 5 team, Pitt, and they smoked them, but that's the only one they even played. So you say, well, they good. They should schedule, they should schedule Clemson and, and all the big Power 5. The problem is the Power 5 doesn't want to schedule them because when they schedule a group of five, the Power Five wants it to be a team that they could handily beat, that they can get their backups in there for quality minutes. They don't want to play a team that's a potential top ten team like UCF, so it'll be hard for UCF to schedule what they need non-conference in order to get up there now. Having said that, BYU is not considered a group of five team. They're independent. But they're not in the group of five. They, it's kind of a weird limbo that they're in that way from a standpoint of definitions. And because of their independence, they can schedule any way they want. If BYU had swept this year's schedule, they would have been in the top ten and they would have been in the conversation. I don't know that they would have made it, but they would have been in the conversation. Because when you play Arizona, Cal, Wisconsin, Washington, Boise, you know, teams like that, Utah, um, you've got enough meat in your schedule to give the committee a reason to look at you as a team that's deserving of consideration. Now, you've got to win them all. And BYU is a long ways away from sweeping a schedule like that. But I think BYU has a better chance to make the playoff than any group of five team does just because of the nature of they're, they're not saddled with the conference um, slate that won't give them any credit for beating a power five team because they're not power five conferences. ESPN's Trevor Mattis with us on BYU Sports Nation. Trevor, let's finish with this. Give us your national championship game projection and then who you think is going to win it all. Well, I think it's chalk. You know, both Alabama uh, and Clemson are heavily favored. Alabama will, will open the playoff with Oklahoma. Clemson plays Notre Dame. Uh, both are heavily favored. I think they'll both win, although there's no guarantee. I can see scenarios that Oklahoma could knock off Alabama and Notre Dame could knock off Clemson. Um, but as we look at it from today, I think that's it. Now you got that big rematch. And it's hard to say who's going to win it. If I had to pick it now, I would pick Alabama. But both teams have shown a little bit of uh, of, a, of a crack in their solid, you know, front. And so, you know, the, a lot of it has to do with will Tua Tagovailoa be fully healthy? He's got a high ankle sprain, had a surgical procedure to kind of treat it. Now, where will he be? You know, if they win the semi and he, and he has a setback in that game, where will the quarterback position be for Alabama? Tua, uh, Jalen Hurts did a magnificent job in relief of Tua to come back and beat Georgia, which is one of the great all-time stories of, of the season, if not the decade in college football. But at the same time, um, you know, when you've got turmoil at quarterback, it, it's not good when you're in facing an elite defense like Clemson has. So that's sort of the long answer to a short question. If I were to pick it all right now, I'd say Alabama repeats as the champion. Trevor, here's to a fantastic bowl season, and here's to BYU beating a group of Broncos on the blue turf in Boise. We appreciate the time as always. All right, thanks, guys. And go up there and enjoy every kind of potato imaginable. That's going to be a fun bowl game. You got it. Thanks, Trevor. All right, guys. Trevor Maddich on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Deseret First, your values, your timeline, your financial future. Potatoes, boil them, mash them, stick them in a stew. They're super versatile. Let's go. Yes, they are. (laughs) Coming up, famous Idaho Potato Bowl director Kevin McDonald joins us. Why the bowl wanted BYU. Plus our and one picks. Once again, as good as, I don't know, about the, the condition of the weather outside in Utah right now. Carnage. A lot of it. This is BYU Sports Nation. 
BYU men's hoops and Nick Emery look to snap a three-game losing streak when they host Utah State Wednesday night on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Pre-game coverage starts at 8 Eastern on the radio. Let's keep it rolling, BYU Sports Nation, with another look at today's headlines. BYU football accepts an invitation to play Western Michigan in the famous Idaho Potato Bowl. Spuddy Buddy lives. Friday, December 21st at Albertson Stadium in Boise, Idaho. The game will kick at 4 Eastern, 2 Mountain, with countdown to kickoff setting the stage live on BYU TV at 3 Eastern. Squally Canada just tweeted the following about 40 minutes ago. I'm going to give it to you straight, Jack. This time last year, we were doing up-downs in the snow. So I'll take this bowl game and be thankful rather than our season being over with, end quote. Oh, absolutely. It's great. BYU's in a bowl game. Absolutely. BYU men's hoops loses 113-103 at Weber State on Saturday. Dave Rose's first loss to Weber State in 14 seasons. Billy Child scored 31 points. Josh Hardnett, career-high 24. Cougars and Nick Emery, as mentioned, host Utah State Wednesday, 9 Eastern time. They look to snap the three-game losing streak. The ladies of BYU women's volleyball sweep rival Utah in the second round of the NCAA tournament, advancing to a seventh consecutive Sweet 16. WCC Player of the Year Ronnie Jones-Perry had 20 kills, hit 471. Conference Freshman of the Year Heather Knighting had 12 kills. She hit 688. BYU will host a regional for the first time since 1986 and for the first time ever in the expanded tournament. BYU and Florida this Friday in the Smithfield House. 6.30 p.m. Eastern, live on ESPN3. And Jamal Williams of the Green Bay Packers had seven carries for 13 yards, four catches, 14 yards, and three kickoff returns for 72 yards. In a 2017 loss to the Cardinals, Daniel Sorensen, two tackles for the Chiefs, and a 40-33 win over the Raiders. BYU basketball searching for answers, as are Jeremy and I in our and-one picks. Yikes. Uh, it's time that we relive the carnage once again. We give two we picks. Stink. The first pick is worth two points. If we get the first one right, yes. we can pick up the extra point with our second pick. That'll make the shot. We were over in game one, and after game two, Jerem, how do we stand? Okay, my first pick, uh, my two-pointer. Weber State won't have four players in double figures. <laughs> they were at... Four starters were averaging double figures. Well, six players <laughs> were in double figures, so... I and one. I think I was right because I said they wouldn't have four, and they had six. Huh? Okay. And then my and one. Nine pick, guys, they only had nine guys play. Six of them went double figures. How about that? Uh, yeah. My and one pick that I don't get, but we'll relive. You have to make the first one, like I said. BYU you have a player with ten rebounds or assists, not named Yoli Childs. Nope, that did not happen. Uh, no one. In fact, not even Yoli had uh, ten rebounds or assists. Sweet. So. Oh. Donuts. Awesome. That's fantastic. I had a big fat potato. Uh, my picks. My two-pointer. BYU will make seven three-pointers. <laughs> BYU only made five. They only shot 14. BYU stopped shooting threes. They got to the rim. Like, Joshir Hartnett just kept getting to the rim. BYU scored 103 and lost a game? What? Five for 14. So 35.7%, which is an improvement. But they did not make seven. And my second pick. And one. BYU will shoot 70% or better from the free throw line. Good grief. 16 of 24, 66.7%. BYU hasn't topped 70% from the free throw line in any of their three road games this season. Woof. Buzz's girlfriend. So, uh, updated standings. Zeros. (laughs) Through two games, we have, neither of us have correctly selected anything. This is a new challenge for sure. You got to get the first one right. 
<laughs> to even have a shot. At I want BYU to win a road game. I would love for that to happen. BYU's going to have to win a game away from home this week at, yeah. at Utah, essentially, in Salt Lake, Vivint Smart Home Arena. Home to Weber or uh, Utah State Wednesday. So. The Cougars oh. are in a funk for sure. That overtime loss They're at not Illinois the only State. Ones. That overtime loss at Illinois State uh, had a weird carryover at Weber State yeah. for sure. Coming up, why the Cougars were a good fit from the perspective of the famous Idaho potato. And what can BYU fans expect if they attend the game in Boise? We will ask the Bowl Executive Director Kevin McDonald next. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation. Great to have you with us on a Monday. Spencer Linton alongside Jerem Jordan. And we remind you to check out BYU Sports Nation right now with Kiki Solano. She's got the latest details. She's got all the deets, man. Absolutely. Watch it. BYU Sports Nation Facebook, IGTV, Twitter, and YouTube accounts. Now our question of the day. What are the pros and cons of BYU facing Western Michigan in the famous Idaho Potato Bowl? At BYU underscore game day on Twitter answers pros. The team gets an extra few weeks of practice and reps in a live game situation ahead of the 2019 season. That's going to be tough. Also, I can go to the game because it's close. Cons. Boise's going to be cold, and if it's snowing, the blue <laughs> turf looks terrible on TV with the snow contrast. We got a taste Saturday night. That was insane, man. I saw somebody compare it to uh, a satellite imagery of like a hurricane over the ocean. <laughs> well, then after the third quarter, fireworks went off, so it was so smoky in front of the press box, you could barely see the field for like a couple plays. It got crazy. Please no snow. Join the conversation 24-7 on social media using the hashtag BYUSN. And now back on the Deseret First Credit Union hotline, the executive director of the famous Idaho Potato Bowl. His name is Kevin McDonald. Kevin, welcome to BYU Sports Nation. Guys, thanks so much for having me. Why did you feel like BYU was just the right fit for this bowl game this year? Hey, first, before I answer that question, um, our bowl game, we've had 21 bowl games. We've never had snow during the game. Oh, yes. The, nice. Uh, only in the post game. So let's not, let's, not, uh, let's not jinx it this year. Okay, okay. That's great news. Okay, so hopes of no snow, that streak continuing. Now, uh, what, why did you like BYU in this game? Well, you know, BYU is, is really a, a national franchise, if you will, in, in, uh, in college football. And understanding the dynamics of our market here um, in the Boise area and the LDS population here, uh, the interest between Boise State and the BYU rivalry, you know, it, it all just made sense to us. And, you know, we've, there's not many Bulls who wouldn't like to have uh, BYU in their bowl game. And, and it just worked out for us this year. So uh, we're really excited to have them. Why was Western Michigan also a good fit on the other side of the matchup? Well, you know, uh, Western Michigan is part of our, um, our one of our contracted conferences. And so uh, we were picking from the Mid-American Conference for a, a team this year. And, you know, I, I think we are looking for um, – and, and sometimes, you know, what you look for and what you get are two different things. But uh, you know, the team was 7-5, and five, a team who, you know, played well uh, during the year, had a uh, – you know, had really a, a pretty darn good football uh, year. They played some tough teams. They played Syracuse to uh, within about ten points. They played Michigan. Um, you know, they they played a tough 
uh, non-conference schedule, and they went seven and five. They've got a young quarterback who was thrust into um, thrust into play when their starter got hurt, and he just got better every game. And at the end of the season, you know, they finished with a win over Northern Illinois, who ended up winning the MAC conference. So we feel like we've got a team who plays really good defense, really good special teams, and a quarterback who's getting better. And I think when you look at that to the contrast to BYU, I, I think that uh, it should be a good match on the field. The executive director of the famous Idaho Potato Bowl, Kevin McDonald, with us on BYU Sports Nation. Did BYU replace a Mountain West Conference team in this scenario when all the dominoes fell? You know, I understand how it looks that way in regard to, you know, the fact that a Mountain West team didn't get into a bowl game. But I think you have to step back a little further. And you, you have to understand that there's only five bowl ties to the Mountain West. And there were seven bowl-eligible teams. And there was an overabundance of bowl-eligible teams this year. And, some, you know, it's an unfortunate thing because some teams are just going to get left behind um, just because they're 6-6 six and six and there's too many teams for the number of bowl games. So it was unfortunate it happened with, um, with Wyoming. But uh, there's a lot of moving around to find places. You know, there's... Uh, BYU is, a, is in a situation where they're not in a conference. And if you go back a few years, BYU used to rotate through other bowl games contractually to play in Poinsettia, to play, you know, in different places around the country. And that doesn't exist anymore. So, again, flexibility inside uh, bowl selections is, re- is really important to a school like BYU. And it's really important to the fans and, I think, to teams to go to different destinations, not play in the same places all the time, and really create matchups that are, that are unusual. And, uh, you know, I think the last time you guys played Western Michigan was 1970. So um, I, think, I think we can check off uh, a number of items in regards to the matchup in the bowl game this year. The radio analyst for BYU is Mark Lyons. He was the quarterback on the 68 team that got the last win, and his final game on the radio <laughs> is against Western Michigan. So it's, <laughs> it's, it's a pretty cool story. What role, if any, Kevin, did ESPN play in helping BYU perhaps get into this game? Well, um, BYU and, and ESPN, much like ESPN and conferences, uh, they work to try to place uh, BYU in bowl games. So, so ESPN had a and, – and by the way, we're owned and operated by ESPN, the bowl up in Boise. So um, uh, they, they do play a part in it and uh, looking for opportunities and, uh, you know, bowl games that BYU fits – uh, according to matchups, and again, every year, I mean, it's a, it's a brand-new puzzle. Every year we get into the bowl season, how many bowl teams or how many teams are bowl eligible, um, how many conferences don't fulfill all of their bowl slots and who are going to slide into those slots. So it really, truly becomes kind of a, a game of dominoes. Kevin, we're just grateful that BYU has an opportunity to beat a team of Broncos on the Boise Blue. So uh, <laughs> let's throw that out there as well. Going for a first, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's no, that's good. What kind of activities can fans expect to be able to participate in if they head up there and make the bowl game trip and, and the days preceding the actual game? Yeah, well, first on, um, I, I'll go straight to game day first because we will have um, 
we'll have an activity as part of our fan fest on game day inside the Boise State um, indoor practice facility. We call it Family Field Day. Family Field Day will will be um, an area where uh, really families and kids can do all these different kinds of um, NFL-style combine kind of things. Uh, they'll they'll run the 40-yard dash. They'll have a vertical jump. We'll have obstacle courses. We'll have face painting. We'll have a lot of fun activities for uh, young people and families who want to participate in that. And uh, it's been a hit these last few years, and we think that's something that, especially on game days, you know, fans will enjoy. Especially if we have a cool day, you can you can get out of it. You can come early, and uh, you know, really have fun activities prior to to the game. Uh, we will we'll have a large fan fest that will be outside. Uh, the J.R. Simplot Company, who is a large sponsor of ours, will have a free fry feed. Um, uh, Albertsons is the sponsor of our Fan Fest, and they're going to have food. So there's going to be a lot of activities. We'll have a battle in the bands right there inside our Fan Fest area on game day, and I think we'll create really a lot of fun for the fans uh, when they when they come to the game or are looking for something to do three hours prior to the kickoff of the game. Kevin, we're looking forward uh, to it in Boise. Oh, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, I just have to make sure that I um, holler out the fact that, um, you know, on the on a personal side, um, really love seeing the fact that uh, Tanner Mangum's going to have an opportunity to uh, be in his last game here in Boise, uh, a product of the Boise area. And uh, we're, uh, he was a kid, as you may remember, a young man who uh, had committed to Boise State and then decommitted and ended up going to BYU and Hopefully there will be a, a big group of fans who will be there for, for Tanner. And uh, we just think that's a, another kind of cool part of the story of the bowl game. Sure. Plenty of tie-ins for sure. We hope that there are a lot of BYU fans there. We'd love for this to be a home game of sorts for BYU football. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, Kevin, you go. thanks for the time. Uh, we look forward to it. December 21st, 4 Eastern, 2 Mountain, live on ESPN, the famous Idaho Potato Bowl and the director. Thanks, Kevin. Thanks so much. On the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline, Deseret First, your values, your timeline, your financial future. I hadn't thought about the Tanner Mangum angle. Yeah. Hopefully, uh, BYU's in a position to get him in the game for a positive reason. Yes. Yes, That'd yes, awesome. yes. He takes his final snaps as a Cougar in the stadium. I would love it. By, like, miles away from his house. I would That'd love be it. awesome. Yeah. That's cool. Coming up, BYU Women's Volleyball heads to the Sweet 16 for the seventh straight season. Who they play and when in the whip. And a coaching change for a Cougar. And a big win for another in the NFL. This is BYU Sports Nation. Shout out to today's guests, Trevor Maddich and Kevin McDonald, the executive director of the famous Idaho Potato Bowl. If you missed any of the show, download the podcast. Go to BYUSN.com to watch full episodes. Sorry to Dennis Pitta. We ran out of time for you and the Baltimore Colts band. Let's whip it. <laughs> it's time for the Cougar Whip Around. Football. Let's watch that 30 for 30. It was really good. BYU accepted an invite to the famous Idaho Potatoes Bowl. Spuddy Buddy is back against Western Michigan on Friday, December 21st, 4 Eastern on ESPN and BYU Radio. Cougars open up as a 14-point favorite. Ooh. Men's basketball. Lost 113-103 at Weber State on Saturday night. Dave Rose's first loss to Weber State. Yoli Child scored 31 points, and Jasheer Hardnett added a career-high 24. Volleyball. BYU women's volleyball swept rival Utah in the second round of the NCAA tournament to advance to a seventh consecutive Sweet 16. Amazing. 
Cougars host Florida this Friday, 6.30 Eastern, live on ESPN3. Cougars in the NFL. Jamal J. Swag Daddy Williams did a little bit of everything for the Green Bay Packers yesterday. Had 13 yards rushing, 14 yards receiving, and 72 yards in kick returns. But his team lost 20-17 to to the Arizona Cardinals. After the game, the Packers fired their head coach, Mike McCarthy. Michael Davis had a tackle and a forced fumble as the Chargers uh, overcame three offside calls by the Steelers. Upset the Steelers in Pittsburgh 33-30. Daniel Sorensen had two tackles. In a 40-33 to 33 win over the Oakland Raiders. Today's rise and shout goes to BYU women's volleyball. Crush it. They continue to be the flag bearers and carry BYU into new territory. They, it, it, you have to go all the way back to 1986, the last time that BYU hosted a Sweet 16. But the tournament back then wasn't. 64 teams. It was just a different sport. It was yeah. a different mentality. Yeah, it, like when Danny Ainge makes and everybody, ma- BYU makes the Elite Eight, it's a 48-team tournament. Different, it's, different it's scenario. Different. So what BYU is doing now is more impressive it's because harder. more teams are competing. It's harder to do, yes. So congratulations to the ladies once again. Question of the day. What are the pros and cons of BYU facing Western Michigan in the famous Idaho Potato Bowl? Let's go to Voice of the Nation. Bernie Spears on Facebook. Cons, it's in Idaho in December on a blue field. <laughs> the first sentence, it's in Idaho. In the middle of the afternoon against Western Michigan. Pros, French fries, potato chips, other potato products, and a likely win. I'm telling you, nothing matters more for this than BYU winning the game. Finish with a winning record. Yes, please. The Elite Voice of the Day presented by Sundance Mountain Resort. Celebrating 50 years from at Zach Capono. The BYU quarterback, Zach Wilson, says, well, it's a good thing I love potatoes. Hashtag french fries. Hashtag mashed potatoes. Hashtag baked potatoes. Hashtag funeral potatoes. Hashtag sweet potato. Hashtag potato salad. Hashtag potato chips. Conversation continues 24-7 on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Use the hashtag BYUSN. For Jerem, I am Spencer. Shout out to Lewis Wong. Go Cougs in Idaho and go Cougar basketball this week. A turning point week. Got to beat the Aggies. Big week.